Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Welcome, everyone, to the Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley, and... I apologize. Haven't been here for two days. No real reason. I just uh, didn't get a chance to make a podcast. But here we are. Here we are on Wednesday. And my goodness, it was a very packed Tuesday full of information. We're going to get to all of it. We're going to start a course with the gold standard when it comes to home prices. That is the Case-Shiller Index. Then we are going to talk consumer confidence. And then we are going to talk some good news for the housing market with regards to home builders. Uh, Last week was not a great week for um, home builder discussions. This week, not so bad, at least so far. You know, we'll see see where the the week ends up going. But we're gonna start with, of course, Case Shiller, the gold standard when it comes to home prices. And not surprisingly, home price growth is decelerating at the fastest pace Ever, ever recorded. Yeah. And so once again, we're not seeing a drop in prices year over year. Uh, However, this is the Case Shiller Index from August. (laughs) So a few months behind and uh, Case Shiller was already showing some big time drops in year over year appreciation. So the big number, of course, the uh, top line number, that is the S&P. CoreLogic, Case-Shiller, U.S. National Home Price, NSA Index reported a 13% annual gain in August. That was down from 15.6% the prior month, and that was the biggest drop on record, that 2.6 percentage point drop month over month. However, month over month, this is the second month in a row that we have seen home prices decline. In August, they declined 0.9%. And as I mentioned, it was the second straight month. I think last month was like 0.3. So uh, definitely a, a increase in the drop month over month. And not surprisingly, uh, this was a bigger drop than was expected. Now, economists don't look at the top line number. They look at the 20 city index and they had projected that it was going to fall from around 16.1 to 14.1. It actually fell to 13.1. That's the 20 city index. So a bigger drop economists than economists were thinking, which just gives you an idea of what is happening with the housing market. That the, uh, the slowdown that people were feeling in August was very real. And it does make me wonder what, uh, based on what I'm seeing here in October, what the October report is going to show. And this is, I mean, kind of a big deal. and really just shows you the ending of that boom time that we were in. Not one single major metro area had 30% year-over-year price appreciation, which is a crazy number. I mean, 30% year-over-year home price appreciation is a gigantic number. And it was the first 
time in 13 months <laughs> that a major metro area did not have 30% year over year appreciation. I mean, like it's just that just highlights how insane, especially in some markets, the housing market was for 13 months. At least one city, more than that in a lot of months, uh, had over 30% year over year home price growth. <laughs> so, uh, what happened in August? Well, Miami was the last holdout, they were barely above 30% uh, in. July and in August they fell below it 28.6%. Ah, just just missed it. Well, I mean, I guess kind of. Uh, rounding out the top three, uh, Tampa, of course, also in Florida, up 28% flat. And then Charlotte in the top three, up 21.3%. So it's pretty crazy. I, I mean, I don't think it would be ridiculous to say that more than likely September is going to show only two major metros above 20%. Unless something crazy happens in, in one of those other uh, markets that was just out of the top three. I mean, it looks likely that Charlotte will fall out of the top three and, or I should say will fall to being up 20% and uh, probably Tampa and Miami will hold on to uh, uh, over that 20% threshold. But man, 13 months of at least one area, 30% growth is just, is crazy. Um, Craig Lazara, managing director at uh, S&P and Dow Jones Industrial, said the deceleration in home prices picked up its pace in August, noting in a release, for example, the National Composite Index rose by 13% for the 12 months ended in August, down from 15.6 year over year. That 2.6% difference between those two months uh, monthly rates is the largest deceleration in the history of the index with July's now the second biggest. So I don't know. You think we're going to do it in September? <laughs> I have a feeling it's likely that we will see, you know, the three July will be third. So August will be second and September will get that top spot. We'll see. We'll see. Nowadays, anything housing related it is difficult to make predictions. So this is not all that surprising. I mean, we're seeing the slowdown. We're seeing the pullback in prices, especially some of the, the hotter markets. Uh, you're seeing bigger pullbacks. But remember, home prices are still up 13% year over year. I mean, it's so funny the way this, this report was being talked about and like some of the headlines. I mean, it was very, very doomsday-esque, very 2008-esque. And it's like home prices are still up 13% like year over year. So if you bought your home a year ago when it was like boom time, you're still up 13%. <laughs> I mean, like that's, that's pretty good. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see if that holds. Um, but I mean, we're still in positive territory. So it's, it's remember to keep everything in context. This is like one of the problems. It's like whenever you watch a... I don't care. Pick any sporting event. Basketball is probably the most likely because of the swings uh, with regards to the points, how quickly, you know, a big league can be lost. But I remember whenever I'd watch, like I was a big Maryland Terps fan growing up. And so this, this would happen a lot. This put this in context. This, this would happen a lot to my Terps is they would get up. They'd get up big, like, you know, 15, 20 points. This famously happened to them in the final four against Duke. Don't don't rub salt in the wound. And they get up by 20. And then all of a sudden, they're only up by 10 and you feel as a fan like you're losing 
<laughs> like it's it's such a crazy psychological effect. But like you're up twenty, now you're only up ten. But man, it doesn't feel like you're up ten. It feels like you're down ten. And that's kind of what's happening with the housing market where, you know, we're all watching this and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we were up 20%. Now we're only up 13. We're down seven. It's like, well, no, not really. You're still up 13. <laughs> so keep that in context. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that's the best analogy that I can come up with. And I came up with it on the spot, by the way, I have no notes written down. That was all here, all happening, all, all in the brain. And the brain, see, sometimes it actually works. Sometimes it works, you know? All depends on what time of day you catch me. All right, let's move on to consumer confidence because uh, speaking of economists missing the mark, consumer confidence fell more than was expected in October, according to the latest data from the conference board. Consumer confidence fell 5.3 points to 102.5, which was a lot bigger than economists were expecting, they were only expecting it to fall to 106.5. So, I mean, it, that was four more points <laughs> that it fell, uh, almost double, more than double, what they were projecting to happen. Uh, consumer confidence is now down 7.3 points from the same time last year. And a lot of the concern is about what's happening right now. The the right now economy. So the present situation index fell 11.3 points to 138.9. So it's still obviously well in positive ter- territory with 138.9, but a big drop month over month. Uh, the expectations index is already depressed but still fell 1.4 points to 78.1. Lynn Franco, Senior Director of Economic Indicators at the Conference Board, said inflation continues to be a big concern for consumers, saying in a release, quote, notably, concerns about inflation, which have been receding since July, picked up again, with both gas and food prices serving as main drivers. Looking ahead, inflationary pressures will continue to pose strong headwinds to consumer confidence and spending, which could result in challenging holiday season for retailers. And I got to tell you, we have midterms coming up. What what is it? Less than two weeks, right? And (laughs) early voting is already going on. At least it is in North Carolina, some other places as well. And that has got to be the most terrifying paragraph <laughs> if you're a Democrat out there right now. <laughs> you got to mean, because all of a sudden it's like, I mean, that, that's a great point is that it seemed like for a while people were starting to, I don't know, accept inflation or they were hoping it was going to fall. You know, we did see a little bit of a, a, a drop at the beginning or I should say the beginning of fall, maybe the end of summer. And since then, no, it's, it's kind of started ticking back upwards and people have noticed and that is definitely clear here. Uh, now, what's interesting is that big spending was mixed. Uh, Franco noted that vacation intentions cooled. So that's usually a sign that people aren't feeling so great about what could be happening. However, intentions to purchase a home, automobile, and big ticket appliances all rose. So I don't know. Go figure. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe you need a car and a house more than a vacation, but, you know, Usually if you're buying a big ticket item or you feel confident buying a big ticket item, you feel somewhat confident 
about the overall economy. So I don't know. Take 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 from it what you will. But yeah, that's that's a that's a really bad report if you're a Democrat operative right now. <laughs> it's like, no, inflation's picking back up. All right, and before we run out of time, I did want to talk about just exhibit like nine hundred and fifty-five thousand of this current housing slowdown not being 2008. I mean, we just can't say that enough in the industry, you know, just because of how horrible 2008 was. We don't want people thinking that that's happening again. There are major differences, you know, lending standards, uh, probably the biggest one for, for obvious reasons, which of course, you know, bad lending standards led to, of course, a domino effect with regards to, you know, everything else that was revolved around it, the housing market, financial products around the housing market, uh, you know, just, you know, bad lenders, banks lending them. I mean, just all of it, it all kind of stemmed from that. So the fact that lending standards are solid, I think is very important, but there's also other things that prove it's not 2008 again. And one of the things I think it's very important to remember that the, the people that survived 2008 are, you know, they remember that it wasn't that long ago for them. And so they prepare, you know, you, you look at some of the people who got caught up in the mortgage crisis and a lot of those banks, hedge funds, whatever it may be, are, they remember. <laughs> and so they've made sure that they're on much stronger footing this time. And so have home builders. Uh, Nicole Friedman over at the Wall Street Journal writes that during the earlier housing downturn, which was triggered in part by the collapse of the subprime mortgage market, about half of all home builders disappeared. Home builders that lived through that said they learned some hard lessons and that the current slowdown won't lead to another industry implosion. And as I mentioned, you know, it really is about learning their lesson. Friedman writes that home builders have been more conservative in recent years about taking on debt and owing or owning a lot of land, industry analysts said. Some home builders have increased their use of land banks or other third-party arrangements that give them the option to buy land only when they need it. So they're not over-leveraging themselves, which of course was the big problem in 2008. And then, you know, of course, someone gets margin called and so they have to sell assets and then that depresses the price of assets, which leads to other people getting margin called and so on and so on. And the vicious cycle keeps going. And so the fact that we're not in that situation again, once again, speaks to the fact that this is not 2008. But there is something that has caught them by surprise. So they're not surprised that a slowdown is going to happen, right? You know, you see a market take off like that. There's going to be a pullback. It's just, it's 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 naturally going to happen. It doesn't mean there's going to be a collapse. It just means there's going to be a pullback at some point. You just can't continue operating at that level of, you know, the, the way home prices were increasing. It's just, it just can't continue in perpetuity. Like at some point it has to stop. <laughs> and usually it's going to see somewhat of a pullback, but what has surprised them is the speed of the pullback. Uh, Ivy Zellman, chief executive of real estate research and advisory firm Zellman and associates told the wall street journal, how rapidly things have deteriorated is pretty remarkable. But he also noted there's a huge difference from the go-go days of exotic mortgage products and no money down. Uh, she said, referring to the loose lending environment before the 2007 crisis. 
So I always wondered that. Is it the 2007 crisis or 2008? Because they, they always get kind of moved around. Some people say, I say 08, but I know it started in, in seven. At least like the crumbs <laughs> began. The, the rumblings began in 2007. All right, all these articles, of course, in the companion morning newsletter and you want to sign up for that you can go to marketsandmortgages.com or of course you can find all these articles and more this podcast youtube videos just all kinds of fun stuff but we got to go you guys enjoy your wednesday we will talk to you thursday morning for another edition of markets and mortgages and remember as always do not wait to buy real estate to buy real estate and wait 